The 45th annual SHOT Show was last month. It took place from January 17th through the 20th. Our staff writer, Jessica Garrity, interviewed Mark Oliva, managing director of the National Shooting Sports Foundation, to get his take on the current state of gun rights in America. Welcome to 2A for Today. They say I'm part of a global plan. I don't think so. It's too hot, it's too cold. You know what? The weather changes. Here's the news, Dad. Nope. It's hard to tell what's real and what's fake these days. Ditch the fake news and always get the truth. Go to thenewamerican.com. The National Shooting Sports Foundation owns and sponsors SHOT Show. With a turnout of over 52,000 people and over 2,000 exhibits of retailers, wholesalers, dealers, gun clubs, and everything in between, it is safe to say that SHOT Show is a massive undertaking. The event just had its 24th year of being hosted in Vegas at the Venetian Expo. When describing the scope of SHOT Show, Mark Oliva, the NSSF's Managing Director of Public Affairs, calls it the Detroit Auto Show of the firearms hunting and tactical world. Exhibitors had over 816,000 square feet to exhibit their products. We have nearly doubled our floor space in the past couple of years by adding on uh, Caesars Forum to the backside of the Venetian Expo. We saw that nearly 40% of the people who are buying handguns or firearms in 2020 were buying a firearm for the very first time. While this percentage dissipated a bit in 2021 and 2022, first-time gun owners are still a significant part of the market. So we asked Oliva what highlights from the show will be of particular interest to first-time gun owners. I think you're seeing a lot of uh, new product out there that is meeting the demands of some of our uh, customers, uh, particularly when it comes to self-defense. You're seeing a lot of new offerings when it comes to uh, self-defense use handguns, concealable firearms. Um, I think you're starting to see a lot of uh, some of the traditional uh, makers of long guns start to re-enter the uh, the handgun market, uh, starting to be able to compete in that space. And I think competition across uh, across the board for all our manufacturers is always good. It, all, it forces them all to drive uh, to build a better mousetrap, if you will. So they're all they're all trying to make a better product for our customers and make sure that they can meet the demands of our customers. I think you're also seeing a lot of movement in the safety space. You're seeing new rails for a lot of uh, firearms. You're seeing, uh, you know, more offerings in suppressors. Uh, you're seeing more uh, offerings in, in uh, precision bolt rifles uh, for those who are interested in, in hunting and in competition shooting. So, uh, you know, overall, all of these things are driving better technology uh, to make better handguns, better ammunition uh, to serve today's market. Oliva said this was the second year that the event hosted a governor's forum and seven governors participated this year, who've all seen success with attracting business to their states, thanks to large part to the respect and support of our God-given right to keep and bear arms. And, and we've had some significant moves announced. Uh, several years ago, we had Weatherby uh, Manufacturing to make their announcement that they were going to move out of California to uh, Wyoming. And that announcement was made by Adam Weatherby standing next to then Governor Meade out of Wyoming, uh, right there on the SHOT Show floor. Uh, Wyoming is one of those states that's been very successful. They've attracted Magpul, Hi-Viz, Stag Arms, uh, Weatherby, uh, and several others that have that are looking at doing business in those states. Georgia is another one of those examples of a, of a state that has been very successful in attracting businesses to them. Uh, Tennessee, another one. So uh, these governors all came uh, to the show in mind 
with uh, to remind the people who are there that uh, the Second Amendment is absolutely critical and absolutely vital to their uh, to their freedoms. Biden's ATF is at it again. As we suspected in our recent episode, Ghost Gunbusters, the Biden ATF's newspeak, the ATF's mission to close the ghost gun loophole was only the beginning of the Biden administration's crackdown on law-abiding gun owners. Now they've gone as far as criminalizing handicapped gun owners. In this latest shenanigan and the ATF's new trend of bypassing Congress to create laws, they've created a rule that now classifies pistol brace owners as people who need to register their pistols as short barrel rifles with the federal government. If these legal gun owners failed to comply, they could spend up to 10 years in jail and face a fine of up to $10,000. So here we go again with the Biden ATF's newspeak. They're changing language as they redefine rifle to be any weapon that is designed or redesigned, made or remade and intended to be fired from the shoulder. The ATF is giving gun owners 120 days to register their gun as a short barrel rifle and they will be slapped with a $200 tax. Aside from registering their gun as an SBR, the only other option for pistol brace owners will be to dismantle the firearm, surrender it to authorities, remove their brace, or convert the gun with a different barrel. If the brace is removed, gun owners will also have to make sure the attachment's destroyed, making it unable to be reinstalled or else they'll be in violation of the ATF's rule. All your guns could also get lost in a boating accident. Second Amendment Foundation founder and executive vice president Alan M. Gottlieb told the Daily Caller News Foundation that it's Congress that has the authority to divine and define what a firearm is, not the ATF. The NRA says that the ATF has no authority to regulate braces separate from a firearm. We, we feel the same. We asked Mark Oliva his thoughts on this latest move by the ATF, who incidentally had a booth at SHOT Show. <laughs> yeah, laughable, right? But he prefaced by saying since the ATF is the industry's regulating body by law, the NSSF tries to maintain a professional relationship with them and work with them in whatever capacity possible while also staying within the confines of the law. He says that the ATF's booth tends to be one of the busiest at SHOT Show, and he thinks it's important that retailers, manufacturers, dealers, and other, others from the gun industry have the opportunity to ask the ATF any questions they have. And here are his thoughts on the latest ATF regulations, particularly the pistol race regulations. There are concerns that some of these uh, regulations have no foundation in law. It is up to Congress to decide what is law and what is uh, especially criminal law. And so when we talk about the definition of firearms and, and punishments that could go with it for uh, for uh, illegal possession or illegal manufacturing of firearms, uh, that is up to Congress. And this seems to be both of these rules, the pistol brace rule and the, and the frame and receiver rule, uh, have been promulgated uh, specifically through the executive branch without congressional input. So there are concerns about uh, whether or not this is uh, constitutional. And that goes back not only just to uh, these two, but if you look a little bit further back on the EPA decision by the U.S. Supreme Court, uh, said that the EPA was promulgating their own rules with force of law that, that had no foundation in uh, law, that they had to go back to Congress to do that. So there are concerns. We expect there'll be some challenges. Uh, in the meantime, we're trying to make sure that we're doing our best to ensure that our manufacturers, our retailers, uh, and and uh, dealers uh, can stay within the confines of the law, make sure they're not running afoul of that, and be able to stay in business. On January 27th, the NSSF became one of the many organizations and individuals filing legal challenges against Illinois' HB 5471, otherwise known as the Protect Illinois Communities Act, which is one of the most expansive gun control laws in our nation. HB 5471 bans possession of standard capacity magazines and certain models of semi-automatic handguns. 
and it caps the sale of several hundred of the most commonly owned semi-automatic semi rifles in America. According to the NSSF's website, in the press release, Lawrence G. Keene, NSSF Senior Vice President and General Counsel, stated the following. This ban on MSRs and other commonly owned rifles, standard capacity magazines, and certain handguns was passed in open defiance of the Supreme Court's Bruin and Heller decisions. The Second Amendment protects the right of a citizen to freely approach a gun counter to legally purchase commonly owned firearms. Unless, as the Supreme Court held in Bruin, the state can prove its law is part of a historic national tradition and heritage of banning such arms. Something the state obviously can't do. The NSF's motion for preliminary injunction is far from the only call to block authorities from enforcing this unconstitutional law. Just this past week, after two very significant lawsuits were filed against HB 5471, a temporary hold was placed on the law for over a thousand plaintiffs, which include former GOP gubernatorial candidate Darren Bailey, dozens of firearm dealers, and two Illinois state representatives. This is thanks to White County Judge T. Scott Webb, who believes one of the most successful grounds of this particular lawsuit is the gun and magazine ban's likely violation of the Equal Protection Clause of the Illinois Constitution. This ruling mirrored another ruling two days prior from an Illinois 5th District Appellate Court, and as a result of both of these rulings, these 1,000-plus plaintiffs are now temporarily exempt from complying with HB 5471. Until these mounting legal challenges are all sorted out, State Rep. Joe Sosnowski is urging Illinois authorities to hold off from enforcing this draconian government overreach, which could only punish law-abiding business owners and citizens for actually uh, embracing and living out their God-given right to keep and bear arms. That concludes our program for today. If your right to keep and bear arms is important to you, make sure to subscribe to the New American Magazine and get on the top daily headlines mailing list so that you get an email alert anytime we upload a video or stream a live event and share these videos with your family and friends. You've been watching 2A for Today. My name is Zoe. Thank you for watching 2A for Today. Hi, I'm Alan Keyes. I'm the host of IMTV's uh, daily talk show about uh, news and events in America. And I want to say a good word for the New American Magazine. Uh, not only because Alex Newman has joined us as somebody who is periodically hosting a show, but because uh, New American Magazine represents an alternative media that is willing to tell people the truth. Uh, with so much fake news spreading, spreading about, and the fact that right now this country is in an existential crisis, we remember who we are and where we come from and what our principles are or we die. Reading New American Magazine can keep you up to the minute on the issues that are challenging us as a people and on which that survival hangs. You can check it out and subscribe at www.thenewamerican.com.